0: Amen. Thank you so much, praise team, for that wonderful time of worship together. And uh, I know that your heart uh, has been blessed and my heart has been blessed uh, this morning as we have lifted up the name of King Jesus. This morning, I want to preach a message. I would like to preach a message entitled, Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock. I want to share one of my favorite uh, Bible passages in the New Testament. Paul is on his second missionary journey. And he is traveling with a man by the name of Silas. One night, Paul has a vision. And in that vision, a man from Macedonia... Uh, appeals to him, asks him to come and help. And so Paul and Silas begin to head to Macedonia. They end up in Philippi and then they end up in jail. Now listen, I've been to jail many, many times. I really have. But every time that I've been in jail, I've had a Bible and a preaching assignment. Uh, I never have spent The night in jail Now one time I thought that I was headed that way I was around 16 years of age And uh, my friend and I were standing in my front yard And all of a sudden three police cars sort of surrounded us And they jumped out And they began to say that we had just robbed uh, the Wendy's down the road Uh, Two teenagers in blue jeans and white t-shirts had just robbed uh, the Wendy's, and and so they were speaking roughly to us. I thought, I'm about to head to jail. How am I going to talk my way out of this? Because I didn't do it. Uh, But all of a sudden, my mom, my quiet, peaceful, precious mother, she walks out on the front porch, begins to realize what took place, and when she did, I'm telling you what, her head spun around about three times, her eyes rolled back into her head, and she began to scream at the top of her lungs, my little boy has been at home all day long. And she began to just sort of talk uh, with them in such a way that all three police officers got in their automobiles and quickly left. So I didn't go to, I didn't go to jail uh, at all, what I want to talk to you has to do with jail, but even more than that, it has to do with decisions. Because Paul and Silas, when they got into jail, they made a decision, and then later in the story, the Philippian jailer also made a decision. You know, decisions um, can be very impactful. I was reading this week where the CEO years ago of American Airlines made one simple decision, and that was that they were going to remove one olive off of every salad that they served. That one decision saved American Airlines $100,000 a year. Then I was reading about American Standard Plant they made the decision to uh, vacuum the front mats in all of their buildings instead of sending them out uh, to be cleaned. That one decision saved them $70,000 a year. Then I was reading about the Xerox company. They had a lot of plants in all of their buildings. And what they did is started and adopt a plant campaign, instead of hiring someone to come in and water all the plants. That one decision saved the Xerox company over $200,000 a year. The decision I want to talk to you today about is not financial. I don't want you to hear from me that you can take the next 15 minutes and save hundreds on your car insurance. That's not what I'm talking about. The decision that I want us to talk about today is eternal. I want us to see this morning when the jailhouse rocked. Acts chapter 6, allow your eyes to fall on verse 25. The Bible says, but at midnight, listen, Paul and Silas, what were they doing? They were in jail, but they were praying and they were singing praises to God. And the Bible says, and the prisoners heard them, listened to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, what did he do? He drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm. and we are all here. And then he called for a light. And he ran in and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I love that question. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family, I love this, they were baptized. And now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. Don't you love that story? Let's pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, this morning, I just pray, dear God, that we might see truth. Lord, I pray that you would speak to every heart beginning with my heart. And Father, I pray one more time, not by rote, but from the bottom of my heart, that you would draw a circle around this preacher and let the fire of heaven fall. And I will thank you for it, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. There are two things that I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture uh, this morning. First of all, I want you to notice the chaos. The chaos. Paul and Silas, earlier it tells us in Acts chapter 16, that they had been arrested. It says that they had been dragged uh, and they were beaten. And they were placed in stocks in the inner prison. But what happened is absolutely amazing. Because what they did is this. They did not think of that as an interruption. They thought of that as an invitation to praise Almighty God. When you look at this passage, it says, While in prison there at midnight that Paul and Silas, listened to what they were doing, they were praying and singing hymns to God. I love the way Eugene Peterson put that. He said they were singing robust hymns. They were singing from the bottom of their heart. I don't believe in any way that they were singing, nobody knows the trouble. I don't think they were singing that. I think they were singing something that was uplifting and adoring and celebrating the God that they served. Years ago, I was in Gatlinburg on vacation. And I went on a Sunday morning to a, a church. Uh, this church had an opening assembly. I'll never forget this. This was 15, 20 years ago. I went to the opening assembly, and in that assembly, everything was very quiet. And then all of a sudden, this lady, she was in her 30s, she began to scream out and yell out in the assembly. Well, no one paid any attention to her, and I didn't know what to think. And then I went to the Sunday school class right after the opening assembly, and that uh, lady was in that class. And during the class, again, she began to sort of throw her arms around, and, and she began to yell out things that, that didn't make any sense. And someone whispered to me that, that she had Tourette's Syndrome. And so I just sort of watched and listened and, and listened to the lesson. After Sunday school, I went into the worship time, and... Right before the message of the hour, they called for the special singing. Do you know who went up to sing? It was that lady. And I'll never forget. that She stood up there behind the pulpit. And she lifted her voice, and it sounded better than this, but this was the song. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking. For things that did not and could not satisfy. But then I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from that well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Fill this thirsting, thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me. As she sung, can I tell you what? I was on the edge of my seat. And right after she sang, she gave a testimony. And there is no way in this world that I would have wanted to be anywhere else because that dear lady was arising. She was rising above her circumstances and she was singing for King Jesus. Right here in the middle of chaos, Paul and Silas, they were singing for King Jesus. They were not sulking. They were singing. They were not pouting. They were shouting. They were lifting up the name of the Lord. You know, when you first get into jail, uh, the first question that the other prisoners usually ask you is this, uh, what you in for? Can you imagine... Uh, If they asked Paul and Silas, what are you in for? Can you imagine the story of Jesus that they would have been sharing? The Bible says at midnight that Paul and Silas, they were singing praises to God. They were praying. And then it says, and the prisoners, they were listening to them. I guess so. They had never heard anything like that before. They had never seen anything like that before. And notice how the story continues. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. That is a very detailed earthquake. I mean, it hit the prison and the doors opened and, and all of the stocks fell off, all of the prisoners It was an amazing, detailed earthquake. Twice before, in Acts chapter 5 and in Acts chapter 12, already we see God's people as they've been delivered from prison. And here now, Paul and Silas will be let free. The Bible says, and the keeper of the prison, listen, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors opened, he thought the prisoners had fled, so... So the Bible in the Greek, it's a a little dagger that he pulls out. And Eugene Peterson puts it like this. He was going to do himself in. He was going to kill himself. That's what's taking place. But I want you to notice what happens here. But Paul called with a loud voice and he said, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. That, That amazes me. I try, when I read the Word of God, I try to put myself in the context. And I'm just going to be very honest with you. Uh, More than likely, if the doors opened and I could see moonlight, I would have gotten me some gone. You probably would have just looked and seen elbows and heels because I would have been out of there. But not Paul and Silas and not the rest of the prisoners. Hey, listen, they wanted to see what was going to happen next. And so Paul and Silas said, listen, we're still here. Don't harm yourself. I love that, that that Paul and Silas cared for this man before they shared with this man. The Bible says in verse 29, then he, the jailer, called for a light. He called for a torch. And he ran in, and the Bible says that he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas so he falls on his face and he says these words sirs what must I do to be saved the jailhouse turned into a church house and we go from chaos to celebration because he looks at them and he says sirs How can I have real life? How can I be saved? How can I have what you evidently have in your life? I love that question. What shall I do to be saved? And I love the answer. So they said, believe. Don't miss this. Believe. Church, listen, don't miss this this morning. Believe. Don't miss this this morning. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad, I am so glad that, that nowhere there does it say that if you're going to be saved, you have to learn Hebrew. Nowhere there does it say if you're going to be saved, you have to learn Greek. Nowhere there does it say that you have to uh, outline the book of Amos. When I got saved, I couldn't even find the book of Amos. But what the, 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 the Paul and Silas said is this. Believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And then he adds this, and your household. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, believe the good news. Believe the gospel. Believe that Jesus left heaven and came to earth. Believed that he lived on this earth for 33 and a half years and he never sinned. Believe that he was arrested. That he was put through mock trials. Believe that, that they pulled his beard like Isaiah said. Believe that they beat him with rods and spit upon him. Believe that he was crucified and that he said, It is finished. And believe that he died, he really died, and he was buried in a borrowed tomb. Believe that three days later, up from the grave, he arose. Believe that after his resurrection, he walked around on this earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And then Acts chapter 1, that he ascended up into glory, and that same Jesus is coming again you see Paul and Silas they shared that you say how do you know that well the bible says in verse 32 they spoke the word of the lord to him and to all who were in his house faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god romans 10:17 and so paul and silas shared the gospel they shared the good news with this jailer and With his family. And then the Bible says in verse 33. And he took them that same hour. Of the night. And listen to this. And he washed their stripes. And immediately he and his family were baptized. What does that say to you? Let me tell you what it says to me. When you get Jesus. Your life changes. He went from not caring at all. About Paul and Silas. To washing their wounds. Uh, He cared about them because his life was different. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are becoming new. Well, this man went from a crusty, old, mean jailer to someone who absolutely cared. And the Bible says... In verse 34, and when he had brought them into his house, look at this, I, I love this, he set food before them. He set food before them. I wonder if Paul and Silas remembered Psalm 23, 5, where it says uh, that they will prepare, your enemies will prepare a feast before you. At the t- you'll, you'll, you'll eat at the table, it says, of your enemies i wonder if they if they were thinking that at all because this man was an enemy but now he was a brother he was a brother and his life had changed he 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 sets this feast before them and and i love this and then he rejoiced his life went from uh, he couldn't make anything out of it And now he's rejoicing and having the time of his life. When you look at what the Bible says, he's rejoicing. Now why? Having believed in God with all his household. He believed in God with all his household. You see, in his life, it took a jailhouse rocking. I know what it took in my life. If you're listening or watching today, this morning, or some other time you're watching this, listen, what did it take in your life, or what will it take, for you to run to Christ? For you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. A.W. Tozer, he said this, Anything God has done, He can do now. Anywhere God has done anything, He can do it here. And anything God has done for anyone, He can do for you. Friend, listen, I don't know where you are right now in your walk with King Jesus. I know where this man was and I know that it it took an earthquake and a, a, a prison to shake, and God arrested His attention. Wherever you are right now, God wants to speak to you. Maybe you are saved. Maybe you have given your heart to Christ, and you know that. But maybe, just maybe, as Johnny Hunt often says, maybe you're walking right now at a guilty distance. If so, I encourage you... To come back, uh, to to re-fi your life, to recommit your heart to King Jesus. But if you've never met Jesus, the answer is simple, sirs: What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Place your faith and your trust in Jesus, and you will. Be saved. Right there, wherever you are, if you want to make that decision, do that now. I love this story. It's always spoken to my heart uh, in such a powerful way. And this morning, my prayer is that it is spoken to your heart as well. Let's pray together. Our Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just bow before you, and I thank you so much for this word God, I pray that that it would challenge our hearts. Father, I pray that truly we could take theology and turn it into biography. That we could flesh out the Word of God. Lord, I thank you for our time of worship and praise this morning. And I ask now that today, Lord Jesus, today, we might shine for the King. His name is Jesus. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us. I hope to see you next time.